Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. exciting place in Safford Thatcher right now than you could possibly be. Amen. And the most powerful place that you could possibly be because Jesus is here. Amen. And I know he goes with his people wherever they go, but when we gather together like this in corporate worship, and His power and presence enters in as a response to our praise, anything is possible in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And I appreciate so much the opportunity to be here today. We love the keys. We love this church. It's a great worshiping church. Amen. It's always a joy to come and worship with you. Hallelujah. I'm glad I know the Lord today. How about you? I'm glad I know that He loves me. He loved us so much that He came to dwell among us. He knew that we couldn't get up to where He was, so He came down to where we were. Amen. Took upon Himself body of flesh. The Bible said he was a sinless sacrifice. The Lamb of God slain from before the foundation of the world. And he gave his life so that we might have life. Amen. No greater love as any man than this. That a man would lay down his life for his friends. We weren't even his friends yet. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us so that we could become His friends. Amen. Amen. What a God we serve. Hallelujah. You worship with me today as I play a wonderful hymn down from His glory. Amen. Ever living story. My God and Savior came and Jesus was his name. Amen. Oh, how I loved him. How I adored him. My breath, my sunshine, yes, my all in all. For the great creator became my savior. And all of God's fullness dwells in him. Amen.
faithful God. He is faithful. So faithful. Praise God. There's an old hymn that says, Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I've needed, the hand of the Lord has provided. Great is his faithfulness to me. This last year has been a year of great faithfulness. Amen. 2020, we're not looking back at 2020. <laughs> we're looking forward to 2021, what God is going to do on the foundation of 2020. We can't soon forget some of the things in 2020. And the thing that is outstanding to me from it all is his wonderful faithfulness. If you rearrange the letters of the word depression, you get the phrase, I pressed on. Amen. And we have pressed on and we will press on with God's faithfulness and his love and his mercy and his grace. Amen. I pray you worship with me this afternoon as I sing about that faithfulness.
The I am will never fail. The I am who has been, is, and is to come. Hallelujah. 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 So today, don't give up. Because the I am is with you. Hallelujah. I don't know what you're going through. I just can see it all over you. There's something that you're fighting. But God is with you, my friend. Hallelujah. The victory is already won. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. He is and I am God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands and love the Lord together. Will you do that right now? Lord, we thank you. We praise you, O God. I praise you, Lord, for your goodness. I praise you for your mercy. I praise you for your thankfulness, for your faithfulness, O God. I give you thanks and praise today. Because we can trust you. You will never leave us or forsake us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We glorify you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. If you would stand with me and open your Bibles today to the book of Mark chapter 4. Praise God. Mark chapter 4. I'm going to begin reading with verse 35. Thank you so much, Pastor, for the invitation to be here today. We're always thrilled with the opportunity to come and worship here. Amen. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. Notice it didn't say he shouted or he screamed. He said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, Catch this question, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea 
obey Him. With the help of the Lord today, I want to preach to you a message entitled, I have heard that voice before. I've heard that voice before. Lord Jesus, we need Your strength and Your help today. We need Your touch, O oh God. You alone are eternal. You alone are holy. You alone are gracious and kind. God, we need Your power. We need Your, we need your holiness. We need Your grace. We need Your kindness. We need Your strength. Lord, I pray that you would touch every heart today. I pray that you would minister to every need in the house today. Hallelujah. Let the glory of the Lord move upon us. Fill us, O oh Lord, with your presence and with your power. Lift up our hearts and our minds in faith to believe you, O oh God. Let your word be mixed with faith today and help it to cause us to grow and become what you would have us to be. Everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. And you can be seated in the name of the Lord. Imagine with me today, if you will, how it would feel to be in the midst of a raging storm in a small fishing vessel with great high waves crashing over the sides of the boat, filling the boat with water, and it begins to sink. It's very unlikely that Jesus' disciples understood much about him when they were caught in this situation. But they did know one thing. They knew that he could help them. And so while bailing water as fast as they could, they shouted above the wind and the waves, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Jesus calmly arose from the back of the boat, looked into their faces filled with fright, eyes blackened with terror, men drenched with perspiration in lake water, and he said, why are you afraid? Yeah. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith, he yeah, said, right. why are ye fearful? Well, I think if I would have been there, I would have said, well, Lord, just look around. Yeah. Isn't this circumstance and situation enough to make anybody afraid? Come on, right? <laughs> but as he picked his way to the bow of the boat, Jesus just simply stood there and very quietly rebuked the winds. And he said, peace, be still. What wonder and glory filled the hearts of those men as they beheld the wind quieted and the waves calmed. This man who is yet a stranger to them, who rebuked them for their fear of the elements, they now feared him exceedingly and said, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? For you see, these men had yet to discover who was Jesus really? At the announcement of Mary's pregnancy, the angel had said, She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. 
For he shall save his people from their sins. Matthew 1 verse 21. And the angel said that because the prophet Isaiah had promised in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Wait a minute. The prophet said Emmanuel and the angel said Jesus. But Matthew helped us out a little bit with the interpretation of the word Emmanuel in chapter 1 verse 23 where he said which being interpreted is God with us. A lot of people when they read that phrase they think or they see God the Son is with us. But that's not what the angel said. That's not what the word Emmanuel means. That's not what Isaiah was saying. The word Emmanuel is interpreted God with us. Amen. All that God is in all of His entirety is with us. Many years later, the Apostle Paul described Jesus as the image or what can be seen of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by Him, by Jesus, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. Some say, all right, there you go, preacher. If Jesus created the world, then He had to be back there with God, and there had to be God the Father and God the Son present in creation. But when we go back to the beginning, to creation, we read in Genesis 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now watch this. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So in the beginning we have a spirit. And we have a voice. And as you read the account of creation, you continue to see a spirit and a voice. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. That comes from the Greek word logos, which means the divine expression or communication, intent, saying, speech, talk. There is nothing in the definition of Word or logos that is about a person. It's all about intent. It's all about speech. It's all about talking. That's why we see the Spirit of God moving upon the face of the deep in Genesis 1-1 and the Word of God speaking and saying, Let there be. So I have a question for you today. Are your words visible? Come on. Come on. Is a spirit visible? Come on. Come on. 
Jesus said, a spirit hath not flesh and blood or flesh and bones as ye see me have. Right. A spirit is not visible. Right. Words are not visible. The word in John 1.1 is not a person. It is not until verse 14 of John 1 that the word is made flesh right. or begotten. Speaking of the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. And not until Jesus is born in Bethlehem does God have a permanent bodily form. So Jesus becomes and remains the only image of the invisible God. The invisible creator made the world and all that is in it by his voice. And then 4,000 years later, he stepped into that creation, hallelujah, as my salvation. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my Yeshua, my salvation, my Jesus. Hallelujah. Who is this man? That even the winds and the waves obey him. I'll tell you who he was. Hallelujah. He was the creator. The same one that spoke in the beginning and said, let there be light. And the reason the wind and the waves obeyed him, hallelujah, is because the elements recognized the voice of their creator. And when Jesus said, peace, be still, they had no choice but to obey the voice of the Creator. Hallelujah. As a man, he had become fatigued and slept. But when the disciples called upon him for help, he spoke as God. The atoms and molecules that he had created stood at attention and obeyed him. Because they had heard that voice before. Hallelujah. And they had no choice. I want you to understand today the power of the voice of God. Psalm 29 verse 3 through 9 says the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is Powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve and discovereth the forest. And in his temple does everyone speak of his glory. Hallelujah. According to Psalm 29, it's the voice of the Lord that keeps the atmosphere in its place. It's the voice of the Lord that keeps the planets circulating around the sun. It's the voice of the Lord that causes nature to do what nature does. It's the voice of the Lord that keeps us living and moving and going and doing 
Genesis chapter 3, the Bible says Adam and Eve walked with God in the cool of the day. Did they see a visible form? No. What they had was a voice. And God communed with them through His voice. In Genesis chapter 6, God spoke to Noah. And He said, Noah... I'm fed up with the wickedness of this world. I'm going to send a flood and destroy every living thing from off the face of the earth. But you have found grace in my eyes. And so for you and your family, I want you to build an ark. And he gave him the dimensions and, and the plans and all that he needed to put that boat together. In Genesis 22, the voice of the Lord spoke to Abraham. And gave him a promise that he would be the father of many. Hallelujah. As many as the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. In Exodus chapter 3, Moses heard the voice of God speak out of the burning bush. In Exodus chapter 20, Israel heard the voice of God from the top of the mountain. In 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah heard the voice of God speak to him. In Jeremiah chapter 7, God spoke to Jeremiah. Ezekiel chapter 43, God spoke to Ezekiel. In Matthew chapter 3, the people at Jordan, when Jesus was baptized, heard a voice. And many of them said it sounded like thunder. In John chapter 12, John the Baptist heard the voice that said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased as Jesus was baptized. John was the only one that understood what was said. The rest of the people who were there didn't understand it. It was just a rumble like thunder to them. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 9. Saul of Tarsus heard the voice of God. And may I remind you, the voice said to him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Who art thou, Lord? I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. Yes. Revelation chapter 1, the apostle John heard the voice of God. And the Bible said, I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And when he saw the voice that spake, hallelujah, he described Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, as the voice that spake to him. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to be aware today that Satan knows the voice of God. Satan knows the voice of God. James chapter 2 verse 19, if you believe in one God, you do well. For the devils also believe and tremble. Mark chapter 5 verses 1 through 20, we see the story of the demoniac whose name was Legion because he was possessed of over 2,000 devils. He was a wild man who lived among the tombs. But as Jesus and his disciples reached the shore, hallelujah, and the Bible said Jesus stepped out of the boat onto the shore. He didn't have to say a word. 
And yet the devils that were in that man recognized the voice of God before he even spoke. And Legion came and ran to Jesus and bowed down and worshipped him. And the devil said, why have you come to torment us before our time? And that's when Jesus spoke and said, come out of him, you unclean Silly to the 
carnal mind. That's right. Everybody knows that the dead can't hear. Everybody knows that when you're dead, all of your senses are void. You can't hear anything when you're dead. But Jesus said the hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear. But he didn't say they'll just hear anything. That's right. He said they will hear the voice of the Son of God. And they that hear shall live. That's right. Come on. Now let me just pause here for a moment. The Son refers, whenever you see in the Bible where it says Son, it refers to the flesh or the body of Jesus Christ. That's right. It does not refer to a second God or a second person in the Godhead. It refers only to the flesh or the body of Jesus Christ. The, the Spirit or the Father, according to John 4.24, God is a Spirit, amen, which means He is invisible. And the Bible said in Matthew chapter 1 that it was the Spirit or the Holy Ghost that overshadowed Mary and caused her to conceive. And that holy thing that shall be born of her shall be called the Son of God. So before you get confused about Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, remember the Bible says there is only one God and there is only one Spirit. Hallelujah. And God is that one Spirit. It was the Spirit that overshadowed Mary, causing her to conceive, and she brought forth a Son called the Son of God,
of the Gentiles believed on in this world and received up into glory. So, if perchance God is a trinity, which He's not, but if He was, all of the trinity was manifest in the flesh. Justified in the Spirit. Seen of angels. Priest under the Gentiles. Believed on in the world. Received up in the glory. Isn't that what Paul said in another place? All the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in Jesus Christ. So the dead are going to hear the voice of the Son of God and they will live. Jesus said that in John chapter 5. Right. <coughs> Six chapters later, he gets word from Bethany. Your friend Lazarus is sick. Jesus just continues on about his business. The disciples begin to wonder. Lord, you heard that your friend is sick. Aren't you going to go to be with him? And Jesus turned to them and he said, This sickness is to bring glory to God. So four days later, he shows up in Bethany. Mary and Martha come running out to meet him. Lord, if only you had been here, our brother would not have died. Do you believe in the resurrection? Yes, Lord. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. But Lord, you don't understand. He's been dead for four days. His body's already begun to decompose. He stinks by now. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Roll away the stone. Lord, are you sure? Are you sure you want to take that stone away from the front of that cave? Roll away the stone. Meanwhile, in the spirit world, Lazarus is just having the time of his life. He's there with Abraham and Moses, Isaac, Jacob, Elijah, Elisha, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. Man, they're sitting around the fire roasting hot dogs and just having themselves time. Got some s'mores going. Boy, aren't we having fun. And all of a sudden, blowing into the spirit world is a voice. Lazarus! Lazarus said, oh, hold on a minute, fellas. Hold on a minute. Lazarus! He says, Hey boys, he said, I I've heard that voice before. Come on. Come on. Abraham says, Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, said, I've heard that voice before. <laughs> Moses said, I've heard that voice before. Come on. Come 
Elijah said, I've heard that voice before. Jeremiah said, I've heard that voice before. And pretty soon the voice says, come forth. And Lazarus gets up, says, hey, it's been nice knowing you guys. I'll see you again someday.
question we need to answer for ourselves today is can you recognize his voice? Can you recognize his voice? There's something deep within every human being called the soul. That part of you that will live for eternity. Yeah, your flesh is just a garage for your soul. And one day, your flesh is going to die and your soul is going to leave your body. But your soul is going to live on forever. Someone described the soul as a Jesus-shaped void in your life that only Jesus can fill. That's right. And they make, the enemy tries to put other things in that void, tries to fill it up with all kinds of other stuff. But it can never be satisfied because all that stuff is just a little bit, maybe of truth or just a little bit of pleasure or just a little bit of something that can give you temporary relief. But the only satisfaction for your soul is to have it filled to capacity with Jesus Christ. Because your soul is a Jesus-shaped void. And when you die, the Bible says your soul will go back to God who gave it. And then at that point, God determines whether you go to paradise to await the rapture of the church or whether you go to a place of torment to await everlasting destruction. Right, right. But your soul recognizes the voice of God. Right. Yes. Because it came from God. And it's going to go back to God. Yes. Hallelujah. And when God begins to speak, there is something within you that is drawn to the voice of God. That's why the Bible said no man can come to God unless he is drawn by God. You can't just decide one day, okay, I'm going to go find God. No, you must be drawn by the Spirit. But whenever you get into the presence of God, like we're in here today, and the Spirit of the Lord begins to move and work, and the voice of God begins to speak, there's something inside of you that recognizes that, and there's something inside of you that longs to get closer to it, and to get more involved in it, and to get so full of the Spirit of God, amen, that you are consumed by that consuming fire that is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. There's people in this room right now. You've not yet been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. But your soul is longing. Hallelujah. If you'll just give it a little bit of space. If you'll just give it a little bit of credence. If you'll just listen for a moment or two to the inside desire of your heart. If you'll just allow your spirit to respond to the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. You see, in the beginning, when we're first learning His voice, it comes as just a gentle tug on our spirit. A still, small voice within that's saying, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I 
last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man believeth on me as the Scripture has said, Hallelujah. If you believe as the Scripture has said, He was calling them to repentance. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That wasn't the voice of a man speaking that way. That was the voice of God speaking through a man. To his disciples, Jesus said, Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. It requires crucifying our flesh. It requires dying out to the deeds of the flesh in repentance. It requires being buried with Him in baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. It requires being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives you the utterance. And once you've been born again of water and Spirit, you begin walking with God. And hearing to hearing and listening to and obeying his voice day by day by day by day. I've heard that voice before. It is calling us today to surrender our will, to submit our desires, to surrender our flesh. To come to Him. To bow before Him. To repent and be converted. As you stand with me today, with bowed heads and closed eyes, I wonder who among us will hear and heed the voice of God today. I wonder who among us will say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I, I hear the call. I have a desire within to know you in your fullness and in your power. Lord, I'm tired of living the way I've been living. I'm tired of trying to find peace and joy on my own. Hallelujah. Is there anyone that would say, yes, Lord, step out from where you're sitting come to the front here today. Let the saints of God pray with you and help you find satisfaction and peace in your heart and desires. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Saints of God, look around you. There's someone near you that needs prayer that the Lord speaks to you to pray with. Go to them now. Pray with them. Trust the Lord that He will hear and respond. Oh, hallelujah, come on. Come on, I want to hear his voice sound like you. I want to be familiar with his voice. Oh, Lord Jesus. 